If you're standing on a threshold, if you feel a yearning to tap into your greatest potential, but you're caught in that fuzzy in-between space of the now and not yet, don't despair. You're being invited to pivot with greater purpose. You're on the thrilling edge of becoming. You are being called to unleash your soul song. I'm Becky Fleischer, and I believe we're all born with a gift that's uniquely ours, our very own soul song. And I discovered on my own journey that when we unleash it into the world, man, does it make life sing. You might express it through writing, science, cooking, nursing, teaching, or some other endeavor. The song is different for each of us, and its expression can change throughout your life. But it can only sing when you're in tune with your truest self. I know you're trying to get things in focus, that you're looking for encouragement and practical tools to illuminate your own personal journey. And that's what you're going to get here. I'm excited to travel this road with you. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Unleash Your Soul Song. I'm Becky Fleischer, your host. Soul Song Squad, you are the best. I have to start off the show by saying that. I am so touched. I am so grateful for your reaction to the show so far. I appreciate all of the text messages, the emails, the direct messages on Instagram, and the conversations, these great conversations I've had with so many of you about how the first several episodes and topics are speaking to you. Yes, yes, I am so glad you're finding value in this. Keep letting me know what's working, please, and let me know what's not working, what you don't like so much. Either way, I want to hear from you so that we can keep making this show better and better and better so that we can keep going on this journey together. Let's keep going. In that vein of going on, I just signed up for a facilitator's training course for a leadership program called Playing Big that's created by Tara Moore. You may have heard of her. She's the author of a book of the same name called Playing Big, Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up, Create, and Lead. It's an awesome, awesome book. Highly, highly recommend it for all of you. I have to give a shout out to my friend Trina for turning me on to it about two months ago. She turned me on to it about two months ago. And when I read this book, I was like, damn, number one, I have to get this woman on the podcast Her message just so spoke to me. It was so clear, so well thought out, so detailed about how we can play bigger in our lives with just really great action steps. So first off, I was like, oh, I want to get her on the show, which, of course, you guys know I'm all over it. Project manager, I'm all over it. So keeping our fingers crossed, Tara Moore, if you're listening, we want you on the show. We want you here on Unleash Your Soul Song. But the second thing I thought about was I was really hit with this big desire to amplify her message. I really wanted to incorporate her wisdom into this podcast in some bigger way. And I didn't really know how to do it. I didn't really feel like I was qualified. I mean, one reading of a book does not an expert make. So I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. So I just kind of closed the book and thought, well, you know, let me go just follow her on Instagram and sign up for her newsletter, and maybe there will be pieces of wisdom I'll pick up that I can share with people. You know, I'm fangirling all over the place. And I kid you not, you guys, two weeks later, she sends out an email announcing that she's organizing a new cohort for her Playing Big Facilitators training. Now, even after all of my fangirl stalking, 
I didn't even know that something like that existed. I didn't even know she offered that. But it was something I wanted so badly before I even knew it existed. And just like that, guys, boom, another gift from the universe. When you play big, the world responds back big. And I am so excited to be in this facilitator's training course. I can't wait to share all these juicy nuggets with you that I pick up. But the point of me telling you this story is really that I'm almost to the point that these synchronicities don't even surprise me anymore. But I'd be lying if I told you they don't delight the hell out of me. They really do. I get such a kick out of it when this happens. I hope that you like hearing about this as much as I like talking about it because I really love these little synchronicities in life. So I'm excited about that. But one of the things that I love the most about her approach is how she defines playing big as being more loyal to your dreams than to your fears. How it's not about what those around you would recognize as big or even important, but what you recognize as big or important, and then acting on it. It's so squarely aligned with my own beliefs about unleashing your soul song. It doesn't matter. You've heard me say this before. It doesn't matter how big or how small, how consequential or inconsequential it's perceived to be. If you're feeling it, if you're feeling that tug, then it's important. And that's all you need to know. And then you just need to know how to move forward with it. I love her book because that's exactly what she talks about. It also reminded me of an interview that I had heard with David Brooks, another amazing author, New York Times op-ed columnist and author of several books, including a really great one called The Second Mountain, which is all about climbing that mountain of life, going up a career path, reaching the top, and finding that the view is a little unsatisfying, which then leads to the realization that, shit, maybe this wasn't my mountain after all, and that maybe there's another bigger mountain out there that's actually meant for you. In that interview, he was talking about the word sin and how our understanding of what it actually is and what it means has been so distorted. That's his opinion, that the, the way it's been used has been distorted. And he was sharing how he thought St. Augustine had the best formulation of sin as being a state when we have our loves out of order. And he challenged the listeners to really examine if they were spending time on their highest loves. And so the question for today is, are you being more loyal to your dreams than your fears? How are you prioritizing those two things? Are you putting fear first or are you putting your dreams first? This is so important to tease out because we make space for our priorities you know, physical space around us, literal space on our calendars, internal space in our mind and in our heart. And since Unleashing Your Soul Song is an expansive experience, it requires all of that space. So we need to talk about how do we do that? What does carving out that space look like? And how does that trickster fear show up? What forms does it take when it's in action? And how can it hold you back if you put it before your dreams. Listen, I know this can sound like a cliche conversation, like another, don't let fear hold you back affirmation. And ugh, gag, honestly, you know, affirmations have always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just the other day, finally, I realized why. I never quite knew why they rubbed me the wrong way, but the other day I realized why. I was reading Pema Chodron's book, Start Where You Are. 
She just had a couple of lines where she talks about affirmations being like screams that taunt you into believing that you're okay in order to overcome your own knowing that you're not. And for me, she nailed it. That's what rubs me the wrong way about affirmations. They deny the reality of what is, and it doesn't help you get to the root of it so that you can actually work with what is so that you can move through it which is the only way forward, through. And so it is with fear. The only way to slay that dragon is to take the sword right to the heart. How does fear show up when you're trying to carve out space for yourself, for exploring what that tug from your soul is trying to tell you? Well, I'm going to show you by picking up on my story from Oh Shift, What's Happening, that episode, which, by the way, guys' feedback on that title. Thank you. It made me chuckle, and I'm glad it made you guys chuckle as well. If you didn't hear that episode, again, it's O Shift, What's Happening. Uh, You should go back, and if you want the backstory on what I'm getting ready to talk about, you can get it all there. But to get us all on the same page, I was talking about the musical dream that eluded me as a child to write my own songs, and how that was given to me as a gift when I took the bold and scary step to start aligning my life prioritizing my loves, putting my dreams above my fears. Right when I answered the call of my soul that I needed to pursue music more seriously, the band that I was in hit the pause button and I had to step way out of my comfort zone and accept an invitation from another band to go sing with them. Now, this triggered some fear that I could easily see were just my own insecurities. This was not a hard fear to uncover. I was coming into a completely male group whereas my previous band was dominated by females. Right or wrong, comfort zone right there. This new band had been together in some form or fashion for over 20 years. I mean, they were really in a groove together, and they were way more seasoned than I was as a hobbyist musician. Easy to see, fear at play, and why, and so it's easier to slay that dragon and move on. Let's not spend any more time there. Let's go deeper. Here's another specific example of how fear showed up for me in that experience. And really, I I thought it was going to be a deal breaker for my ability to move forward. So my old band rehearsed once a week. And this new band rarely rehearsed. In fact, they referred to bar gigs as live rehearsals for the bigger shows that they did. And let me just repeat those words to you. Live rehearsal. Do you know what that means? It means playing songs live that we've never done before together. And perhaps for me, that I've just never done, period, ever. And you do it just to see if it's worth doing. And in case you don't know, type A people like me, we prepare. And then we prepare again. And just to be sure, we prepare one last time, all in private, before we take anything public, (laughs) anything. So yeah, to say that that scared the shit out of me is an understatement. And here's a super sneaky way that fear comes in. It disguises itself as a need for more preparation, more education, more conversations, more rehearsals, more vocal lessons, the need for anything, literally anything more that keeps you from being enough just as you are that keeps you from just doing the thing and learning from it, from having faith in yourself or the structures you've built around you 
to just go for it already. Now, the reality was these guys had the chops to do live rehearsals, and they could carry me along the way. But I never could have known that as truth until I experienced it, until I did it. And man, I hate it when that happens. What a horrible catch-22. Why can't we have the guarantee in advance? Why do we have to do it to find out the answer? Oh, I hate that. But I did finally do it. So how did I finally do it? Well, I did get some help from one of my bandmates who did some rehearsals with me, not because I didn't think I was good enough to sing the songs, but because I needed to get up to speed with their repertoire of songs. You see the difference there? It's not because I didn't believe in my ability. It was because I needed to get into their groove. So that's what helped me on that front. But what really did it for me was that I put myself in the space. I showed up in the arena, and when the time came, I had two choices. I could either freeze on stage and look like an idiot, or I could embrace it and just do it. And you know what I learned about what happens when you are firmly in the moment? Fear doesn't have the opportunity to creep in with residue from the past or anxiety about the future to trip you up. You've just got to go. You've got to go with your gut. It doesn't have time to tell you that you can't possibly do this without full band rehearsals or molar vocal lessons or all that noise chatter in your head. Do you see? When you are in that moment, there is no time for all of that. Those voices are killed because those voices are all lies. Now, that doesn't mean that all my fears went away just because I did that, but it was a first step in moving past that fear. Now, within the first eight months of being with that band, I played more gigs, I sang in front of more people than ever before. I was way out of my comfort zone the entire time. The entire time. Getting out of your comfort zone doesn't happen in one instance. It happens over time from a whole series of experiences. And for me, it turned out I needed a whole series of experiences that put me right on the edge, put me right on the spot, that would shut down that voice inside. That's what helped me break loose. I sang on stage in front of 200 people at a huge community fundraiser. I played my first corporate party and fright of all frights, I sang the song for the first dance at a large wedding, like over 300 people. It was their first dance. Like you cannot mess that up, right? And to top it off, it was an Adele song, for goodness sake. Like, not super easy to do. And you know what? Three years later, I can tell you for sure that I'm a better singer now than I was then. And God willing, I'll be a better singer next year than I am today. But I was good enough three years ago. I was good enough to get going. And that's all I needed. Being good enough, it's all any of us need to just get on with it. Now, I'm telling you, never, never in a million years could I have imagined having the opportunity to do any of that when that small little whisper came to me saying, do more with music. It was not in my field of vision, and it didn't come into view until I started walking that way. And I started walking that way by prioritizing my tiny little dream above my oversized fears. And I had to do that again and again and again and again. 
But you might be asking right now, does it always have to be so dramatic? Do you have to have experiences that put you literally on the spot in front of people to break those fears? And the answer is no. It doesn't have to be so dramatic. In fact, it can actually be much more nuanced. And that's when fear can get really tricky and can really trip you up. So let's go even deeper and look at that. So just as I'm starting to make some pretty significant progress with my new band, and I am personally making progress slaying that fear dragon and the limiting beliefs that it's trying to use to keep me small, my old band was ready to hit resume. Remember, they were on pause, and now they were ready to get going again. And they were ready to get going as the group we had always been. And I wanted to as well. I really, really did. I tried to pick it back up with them to keep things going. But the reality was that once I'd made the decision to venture out, that special space that we had created as a group, that magical bubble that enveloped our band, it burst. And it wouldn't be the same again. It couldn't be the same again. And that's another way that fear comes in and tries to squeeze the new space that you're trying to make. Fear will make you feel bad about changing the game by changing yourself. But here's the thing. When you're growing and expanding, it literally requires new space and new considerations. I was in a new space, mentally, physically, which was all okay. But I felt like I had poisoned the well of that first band. Things were just not jiving in our group the way that they had before. And I realized I needed to make a choice. And I chose to leave my old band. The band I had helped to start almost three years before. The group that brought more meaning and happiness to my life than I could have ever dreamed. I left. I left my musical family for the new space that I was carving out. And my old bandmates, they tried, God love them, they tried to be supportive because that's what family does. But the reality is they were wounded. And I hadn't felt that kind of deep sadness, that odd kind of regret that comes when you absolutely must answer the call of your soul, even though you know it's going to shatter a beautiful reality that you currently enjoy and take you away from the people you love. I hadn't felt that since I left my home in Indiana and left my family and left my friends and moved to the East Coast. And listen, I am a Midwestern people pleaser. I am loathe to do something that will make someone else uncomfortable. Anything that makes someone uncomfortable, put out, or worst of all, for me to hurt them, that's so hard for me. And leaving that band was so hard for me. Carving out that new space was hard, but then honoring it was even harder. It's in times like these when loyalty to yourself, the fidelity to that life that's trying to live through you, it's really tested. It's not when strangers question what you're doing. They're easy enough to write off. And it's not even when you question yourself, because we all hit a point when we realize we're always going to be our own worst critic. No, it's when the people you love don't understand your choice, or worse, 
They feel hurt or betrayed by your choice. That shit stings. Bad. And I carried a lot of guilt over my decision to leave. And it was made so much harder when my beloved bandmates, who were wounded, backed away from me after I left. And now I understood their pain. And with no way to resolve it, I just had to hold it. And if you've never had to hold the pain that you caused someone else, consider yourself lucky. It's sharp and it's heavy. But I will warn you, it can be the price you have to pay to unleash your soul song. Remember, no one said it's going to be easy. Carving out that space isn't easy. That's why not everyone does it. But even in the midst of all that sadness and all that heaviness, Things kept picking up for me musically, and that's how I knew I was on the right path. The steps just kept getting revealed one by one by one. So in the spring of 2018, this was right after my decision to leave that band, one of my bandmates and I started our own music production company. And our party band was playing more than ever, and my voice was getting stronger, and I felt like I was exactly where I was meant to be. For the first time in my life, I was putting together both sides of who I am, a musician making music and a project manager working to build my own business. And it felt great. There were days when I felt like I was walking on sunshine. The beauty that comes with traveling down this path is second to none. When the sun shines on this road, it's like a vibrant shine you've never seen before. It was during this time, I mean, I have to laugh. I have to share with you guys. This is embarrassing, but I'll share it with you. I literally wrote a song. (laughs) I almost can't say it. I literally wrote a song about birds flying above me. (laughs) It's a cute little song, but it's literally about birds flying above me. Oh, my gosh. I was one step away from playing the starring role in a Disney fairy tale. Seriously embarrassing, but that's kind of the the high that you can feel when you're on your path, right? When you're unleashing your soul song, when you feel like you're getting into your zone and you're getting into your groove, right? That's how good it can feel. That's how good. And it felt that good until one day I was scrolling through Facebook and there was a post that put stones in my shoes and literally brought me crashing back down to earth. It was the promo photos of my old band, They were new promo photos. Happy, smiling, love-filled, my musical family without me. And that's what fear will do to you. As you start pushing that edge, after you've gone a few rounds with it, you come out victorious when you muster up the courage to really start to soar. Snap. It sneaks in and tries to clip your wings. Now you might say... What in the world does fear have to do with seeing your old bandmates move on without you? Well, I mean, hello, have you ever heard of FOMO? Fear of missing out, my friends. It's a real thing, and I'm not too proud to say that I was suffering from it. I was. I missed them. I missed being part of that group. And it confused the hell out of me, honestly. Because if I was meant to be walking down this path, why did it hurt to see them moving down another path without me? Especially when that was my choice. It was my choice to stay with the space that I had carved out to pursue this other avenue. So why did it hurt? 
It didn't matter how much progress I was making with my new band, how excited it was to open my own business. I spent a lot of time debating if I'd made the right choice to leave. And here's where fear can actually be helpful if you let it. Fear loves our shadow side. Those parts of ourselves that we hide, dislike, or think don't belong. They're the parts of ourselves usually associated with shame, like something's wrong with me. For example, something must be wrong with me as a grown-ass adult to get my feelings hurt over a Facebook picture because it triggered FOMO. Did you feel me on that? Feel how shameful that is, right? (laughs) That's your shadow. You have to dig into that. If you don't spend time exploring your shadow, really owning it, where's that coming from? Why is it making me feel that way? What is it trying to tell me? If you don't own that and get in there, fear will use it and it will mess you up in a major way with thoughts, thoughts just like that. Who are you to feel hurt? You made that choice. This is your doing. That's not helpful. But if you really get in there and look at what's there, even welcoming it as being part of who you are, it can be a hugely transformative tool. What all that fear did from missing out from my group, missing my old group, is it helped me wrestle. I really had to wrestle with my shadow side. I had to really reckon with myself if I had been selfish, if I could have exited in a more graceful way, likely I could have. And I wrestled with jealousy as my old band, my musical family, marched on, locked hand in hand in solidarity and love, without me. Those are important things to wrestle with. And I was grateful in the end when I got there and realized that's what those feelings, that's what that fear was bringing up for me, that fear of missing out was bringing up for me. Now, these two experiences, the one of being put right on the spot to slay the fear dragon and the more nuanced one of leaving one band for another, they taught me a lot about how to distinguish between fear and intuition. Remember earlier I was saying how confused I was by how much I missed my old band and how hurt I was to see them moving forward without me? I questioned my intuition. My intuition told me I needed to continue down this other path. And then the universe kept validating that I was making the right choice by the steps being revealed one by one by one. But even with that, I doubted, did I make the right choice? I was doubting my intuition. So being able to tease out what's driving you through fear and what's driving you through intuition is very important. So here are a few things that I figured out. Fear's the lie. It makes you contract. It keeps you from unleashing your soul song. Intuition is the truth. And you know it because it's expansive. And being expansive is a key ingredient to unleashing your soul song. So how can you tell the difference beyond one keeping you small and one expanding you? What are some other differences? Here are my takeaways from my experience, and your mileage may vary. I would love to hear, actually, if you have other indicators for fear and intuition. This by no means is an exhaustive list. This is just what I took away. Fear is emotionally charged, and it feels very unsettling. Intuition is calm and reassuring. So when you find those moments to sit with something that's really bothering you, when you 
dig into that shadow side. If you're feeling anxious about it and really emotionally charged about it, usually like pissed or angry, right? And unsettled, that's all fear. That's still fear. You're not getting deep enough yet. But once you hit that spot of calm, reassuring knowing, which is what I had when I knew, when I made the choice, right, about to leave or not to leave that band, that was a very calm feeling for me when I made the choice. That's intuition. Fear stops you from taking creative action. Fear was telling me, in my first example, right, fear was telling me I needed more rehearsals. I needed more vocal lessons. I needed more time. I needed more conversations. I, it was telling me to stop, 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 stop. Don't go take that creative action. Don't go and put yourself in that experience. Intuition doesn't do that. Intuition moves you toward creative action. Intuition, which is what kicked in for me, right, in that moment, it said, go, do it, go for it. So for me, fear, I look at fear more like an alert system, right? It's like the antenna. It's got the little antenna up. And it's helpful because it's telling you something. It's telling you, hey, woohoo, over here, tune in. You need to tune in a little deeper to something that's going on here. But intuition is the information, the content of that alert. It's what you need to make the change. And the biggest one for me, and maybe the easiest way to think about this, is that fear, the lie, fear shrinks as you get closer to it. As you run right at it and pick it apart, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Intuition, the truth, it gets larger as you move closer. It gets more concrete. It may get more nuanced, but it gets bigger. It gives you more to work with. So when I was put on the spot to perform, there was no space for fear, right? I just had to do it. Intuition, intuition, intuition. When I was faced with how to navigate this change with my old band, there was a lot of space for fear to creep in because that wasn't an in-the-moment experience. And it did creep in, and it made things messy, and it made things harder than they had to be. It made me question myself. I finally realized, by working through that, by digging into the shadows, that I was prioritizing fear over my dream. Once I did that work, the universe came along and handed me another song, another gift, to help me through this section of liminal space. It was like a little present for welcoming what it was telling me, right, the lesson that I picked up. That song is called Not Meant For You. I'm going to leave you with it today. And it helped me see that, yeah, change is hard. And as it turns out, personal growth is even harder because it often requires you to give something up, sometimes even the thing that was so beautiful and dreamlike and absolutely perfect for a period of time in your life so that you can move forward, forward into a new space that you're carving out for yourself. It can be hard to carve out that space and to make room for your priorities, for your loves, for your dreams, for the priority of being more loyal to your dreams than to your fears. But there is enough space for it. There's enough space for all of it. So I want to know, how are you doing with carving out space to unleash your soul song? 
What are you bumping up against as you prioritize your dreams over your fears? I'd love to know. Head over to my Instagram at Unleash Your Soul Song and send me a message. And just a reminder that if you head over to my website, theintuneexperience.com, you can download my song Shift that was in that first episode, Oh Shift, What's Happening? You can download that for free until the end of this year, 2020. And you can also download a free copy of Intune Insights that will take you through the natural cycle of becoming and offer some insights and exercises that can inspire and urge you forward as you navigate your own fuzzy in-between space of the now and not yet. I'll put a link in the show notes for easy access. Now, if you liked today's show, would you do me a favor and just rate and review on iTunes? That's the best way to help other people find the show. And honestly, my mission in wanting other people to find the show is it goes back to the reason I'm doing this show. I just want more people to be empowered to unleash their soul song, to find a community of support to do that. So if you would like to help other people do that, that's an easy way for you to do. Rate and review so they can find the show. So listen, I know life is busy. I know how many distractions that you're facing in your life and and how you're working to carve out space. And I appreciate that you let me into your space today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to leave you with my song, Not Meant For You, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify. I hope everybody has a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Living in a dream It's not meant for you You gotta let it go To let your truth come through You're living in a dream meant for you You gotta let them go I know your path is true Sometimes the road is filled with fear Think you can't go on without them Living in a dream It's not meant for you You've got to let it go To let your truth come through
with gold To let your truth come through Living in a dream It's not meant for you You gotta let them go I know your path is true. Na, 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 na.